All right, so welcome back to Motion and Success Podcast, where we interview a lot of successful people that are thriving, entrepreneurs, business professionals, or even people that are just successful overall, right? Um, So today, we got my guy Ayo as my co- the regular co-host, you got Cody, as you guys know, so introduce yourself, bro. Yes, Ayo, and we're back with another episode of Motion and Success. We got a really special guest today, and yeah. I got my co-host, Cody, with me. Yeah, so also we have Damian Dillard come on. on the podcast today, come on, come straight on. out of Ohio. Let's get right? it, let's go. And his 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 favorite words is high energy. High income. High income. Come on right? with it. So we're going to start off this this podcast episode with some high energy. We're going to keep that it. thing going. Um, definitely. So introduce yourself, um, Damian. So I have one question like to introduce yourself. Yeah. When somebody says Damian Dillard... Um, what do people usually think about when they when they say that name or when you know when your name comes up? Yeah, energy. Yeah. Yeah, high energy, high income. Yeah. Yeah, man. They gave me the name the high income sales coach back in 2019. Mm. Um, I've been in the sales industry for over 23 years now. I started when I was three. Y'all didn't laugh. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I know I look kind of young, but I'm definitely older than that. So uh, listen, I got a couple of jokes throughout this whole thing. I, I try to be funny. I'm short like Kevin Hart, but I don't have his bank account yet. Yeah, we getting there. We that, getting that there. That was another joke that didn't work. But anyway, um, yeah, man, they, they would think energy. They would think mindset. Um, I do a lot of the mindset trainings for the majority of your favorite entrepreneurs out there. Uh, I'm really, really big on teaching the truth behind success. Because it's not a skill, it's not a strategy, it's not a tactic. Um, I believe it's the principles. And so I'm really, really big on teaching what anybody and everybody can use. Because we've all been given gifts, we've all been given strengths. um, But we need to know how to use it individually in a way that works directly for us. Because we can't be like someone else and still give the gifts that God gave us. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Right. Yeah. So that's who I am. So, mm. so you, you got a quick stop in New York. How are you liking it so far, though? Quick stop, quick stop. Yeah, man. <laughs> Listen, New York energy is crazy. Like, I, I was literally talking about that when, when, when I got in here. Like, I felt like I needed to do something. Like, I want to network. I want to meet people. I love being around people. Um, I consider myself to be more of an ambivert, right? Like, I'm not an introvert. I'm not an extrovert. Like, I'm an introvert from the aspect that I love to study. And sometimes I will need to recluse a little bit to go back and do my research and find the things important to myself in, the, in order to pour into others. Uh, I'm also an introvert from the aspect that, like, sometimes people get on my nerves. Like, yeah. I yeah. kind of I need to I step back for way. a second. Yeah. But, I'm an, but I'm an extrovert from the aspect that this gives me life. Like, I tell my students all the time, if you can find the one thing that you would do for the rest of your life, whether you got paid to do it or not, find a way to monetize that. And I've been doing what I'm doing with you guys for my whole life. My mom used to tell me all the time, boy, you talk too much. And now it takes care of a lot of people's expenses. So we, we figured it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. New York okay. is dope. So, so where are you coming from? Like, like, where did you grow up at? Yeah, so I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, man. I was born in Cleveland, Ohio, moved to Columbus when I was five. Um, but spent my entire life there. Spent my entire life. We're uh, we're actually headed to Dubai yeah, uh, tomorrow, which should be pretty cool, man. Taking yeah, the family yeah. out there, and uh, it's it's crazy how your dream and your goals will literally create a life for you. Yep. Like you don't have to worry about creating your life if you just simply set a target, right? And and I set a target a little while ago. One of my mentors told me he said I want you to come up with something called a magnificent obsession. Uh, If you ever read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, he talks about a magnificent obsession or uh, uh, or desire. 
burning desire, yeah, right? Yeah. And um, I <clears throat> thought about like, man, what would my magnificent obsession be like? What do I want my name to be synonymous with 10 years from now? And I, I not only wanted to be a speaker, but I wanted to be a transformational coach. Like I didn't want to just motivate people. I didn't want to just inspire people. Like I wanted to make sure when I was able to teach you, you became a different person. And now we have an opportunity to do that in Dubai. Like that's, it's incredible how life works, man. So I'm excited. That is dope. That is dope. Yeah, man. So I, I did my research and, you know, I, mm -hmm. I looked at a couple of your your, your um, podcasts that you had done before. Okay, and I dope. Seen that, yeah. Um, you had, you were explaining about a tale of, tale of like two cities. Like you yeah. were living in two cities growing 100%. up. 100%. Um, you know, one was a prestigious neighborhood yeah. and the other one was kind of like the hood essentially. Yeah. So yeah. could you break that down for us? How was it like growing up yeah. around those Different environments, completely different. Yeah, it offered perspective more than anything, man. It it, it allowed me to have uh, a tremendous amount of empathy for all types of people, mm -hmm. right? Because uh, whenever I would go visit my father in Cleveland, um, my grandmother was pretty well off financially. And she lived mm -hmm. in a place in Cleveland called Lakewood. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I would go visit her, like I would go past the homes that were in gated communities. I would go past mm -hmm. the homes that had the gorilla backboards. Like I'm a hooper, right? Yeah. Um, and and so anytime you saw the glass backboards, you knew that family had some money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We, we had the plastic backboards <laughs> and we had the bricks at the bottom that would keep yeah. the thing in yep, place. Yep, yep. And we lowered it to eight feet so many times <laughs> that it was hanging. Like we, it was in bad shape. So when I would visit her, it was a completely different environment. It was an environment of opulence, of abundance. I didn't have to ask to go to the refrigerator in my grandma's house. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Man. Like, different. Yeah, yeah. At my mother's house, however, she worked three different jobs. You know what I mean? I never saw her unless she was cooking or sleeping. Like, that's it. And so, to be in a neighborhood where every single block you had a liquor store, you had drug dealers on every single block, you had a church on every single block, it confused me mm. because... I grew up in an environment where I went to church 25 hours a day, eight days a week. And so to me, I was like, I'm being taught that the more spiritual I am, the more religious I am, the better life I can live. But I'm living poor. And I, mm -hmm. I go to church all the time. But when mm -hmm. I go see my father, we never go to church. But the neighborhood is abundance. Mm -hmm. That made no sense to me. So when I say the tale of two cities... It was two different environments, but there was an oxymoron based on the information I was given. And that's why I tell people, whoever has your ear has your future. And so she was giving me parts of the Bible, but not the entire context of what I can apply in my life. Does that make sense? Right. I'm going down a different path. But yes, that's the tale of two cities, Cleveland and Columbus. Okay. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Targis a little earlier, right? Mm -hmm. So I know one of your good friends is David Imonitier, right? That's my brother. Shout out, Dave. Shout out to Come David Imonitier. Nation. Yes, yes. So now <laughs> he has this 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 term, and you just mm -hmm. said, you know, you, you go to church and everything five mm -hmm. days a week sometimes. Um, write the vision, make it plain, yeah. so that who sees it will run. Amen. Although it might tarry, Come on. wait on it. Come on. Right? That's a Bible verse, ain't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Habakkuk 2, too. <laughs> Dang, I know, I know that. But how has that, 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 that? How has that, like, scripture, yeah. you know, played in your life personally? Speaking? Yeah, it was a catalyst, bro. Yeah, it was the beginning, right? Um, I, I said I teach from principles a lot, right? A principle is a law that governs, and so when you think about it, when the universe was created, it was created from a set of laws. Yeah, 
The challenge with most people's lives is they're not living the way they think they should live, not because they don't have the intellect, not because they don't have the skill set, but because they're not using universal truths. Mm. They're actually going against a universal truth. I'll give you an example. A universal truth or a universal law is the law of gravity. What goes up must come down. Gravity works for all people at all places at all times. I don't care if you're short, fat, skinny, tall, white, black, poor, ugly, cute, doesn't matter. You can't argue with the law of gravity. If I take you to the top of this building, I throw you off, you're not going to float, you're not going to fly, you're going to... You're going to fall. You're going to fall. Why? Because it's a law. Guess what? There are laws to income. There are laws to relationships. There are laws to every area of our lives. But if you don't practice the principle, you can't participate in the promise. Right. And so what most people are teaching is a tactic and a strategy. I'll give you an example. A tactic and a strategy, if I had a basketball team, let's just say my basketball team, every player on, on my starting five was between 6'7 and 6'11. And then I said, okay, we're going to play against your team, but your team is between 5'7 and 5'11. If all we taught both teams were tactics and strategies, obviously one team has a clear advantage, mm-hmm. right? But if we taught from principles only, it evens the playing field. Right. A principle in the word of God states, if I write the vision, make it plain, he or she that sees it will run. Why does that work so effectively? Because the principle that goes in concert with that is as a man or woman believes in their heart, so are they. Mm. Your eyes are a gate to your heart. What does that mean? That means whatever I see, eventually will come become a belief. My name is Ebony. I'm a family medicine nurse practitioner in independent contracting. If you are a nurse practitioner and you are burnt out, feeling underpaid and in your staff role, you're looking for time freedom and financial freedom, including location freedom, you should make sure that you find me at, at the MP on Instagram. I'm hosting a free masterclass this Thursday that's going to teach you the foundation of becoming an independent contracting nurse practitioner. My ears are a gate to my heart as well. Whatever I hear eventually will come a belief. They say that faith, the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen, comes by hearing. And so if I, let's say your goal is, you know what, Damon, I want to get to 100 grand a month. My goal is to get this podcast syndicated, whatever it is. That is a goal. Guess what? The only thing that will help you become the person you need to become to make that goal a reality is what's in your heart. Yeah. But if you never create it as a vision, write it down, make it plain, you'll never see it come to fruition. So in every business, for every business that I've ever run, bro, that scripture has helped us create massive amounts of wealth and impact. Because here's the thing. If I can get someone to buy into that principle, write the vision, make it plain, because he or she that sees it will run. Watch what? Watch this. I never have to motivate you if you wrote down your vision. Most people stop and become stagnant because of what they're looking at. But it literally says, because he or she that sees it will run. So if you're not running, that means you're not looking at your vision or your goal. So I ask people all the time, what do you want? People come to me all the time. Hey, Damien, can you be my mentor? Can you be my coach? Okay, cool. My first question to you every single time is, what do you want? And do you know, nine times out of ten, most people do not have absolute certainty or clarity on what they truly, truly want. And that is the starting point to all achievement. What do you want? 
Mm. So 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 now you said, say for example, you said um. You said basically seeing so like say for example a person is in a situation where they're in a community in an environment mm -hmm. where all they see is this but they know that hey listen i have the potential because it's principle right yeah. it's it's laws it's it, it could work for them how does a person that's like in an environment that they can't control like like at that current moment yeah. how can they still be able to thrive because a lot of times is when it comes to millionaires and you know in this day and age most times it's not you know generational most times it's first time people yeah. that are millionaires usually those are the people that actually took those sacrifices but what have you learned from other people that took those sacrifices so that way they can do it themselves yeah yeah so let me just make sure i'm understanding your question correctly are you are you asking me if i'm in an environment that doesn't look like where I'm trying to go. Yes. How do I get there? Yeah. Although you have the vision. Yeah, I have the vision. But the environment is not the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? How how do you actually get out there? And what have you learned from other people that actually, you know, they were in the same situation as them, pretty mm -hmm. much, basically. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I can't say it enough. Practice the principles. Yeah. Right? Remember that your environment is made up of three different things. Words images and emotions create your environment think about it this environment that's being created right now is based on a set of words if we began to play a different type of music whether it was heavy metal whether it was hard rap or country right now in this moment the environment would shift have you ever went into somebody's house and you said i don't like the energy in here mm. It was because of the environment. It was because of a set of words that were being spoken before you even arrived. Images. If we completely changed everything in this room right now, put a different set of, uh, if we were to change the lighting and everything, guess what? There's an image that's being had that creates a different environment. That creates a different emotion. And so for me, I believe that most people don't take advantage of the greatest attribute we've ever been given, which is our imagination. Yeah. Imagination is a preview of yeah. the things to come. And so vision truly doesn't start until you, until you close your eyes and open your heart. When I close my eyes, that's when I see what's real. What I see in the physical right now is not real. It's simply a result. Damon, what are we talking about here? Like, what, what do you mean by that? Watch this. Everything that's happening right now is simply a result of something I thought about before. Evidence of it. You called me at, five, uh, at 444 and you said, bro, you gonna be on time or what <laughs> right watch this a week prior you said bro can we do a podcast yeah. i said yeah so what am i saying this is simply a result of a thought and a conversation that happened before and so if i'm gonna change my future from this moment it starts with a thought and a conversation if you literally look up the definition of the word future words are very important Right. I'm I'm not super religious, but I'm very spiritual. Words are important. It's, it literally says in the word of God in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. What does that mean, fellas? That means any Genesis or any beginning is going to start with a single word. And so when I say the word future, future defined says the time or the period of time following the moment of speaking or writing let that breathe for a second really think about that everybody wants a different future 
Right now, you all want, even if it was a future that you're looking to create in an hour, everybody has a vision for a future. Yet, if we think about the very word defined, it says the time or period of time following the moment of speaking or writing. See, what that says to me is most people are living the repeated past because that's all they talk about. Most people fall into the same relationships over and over because they keep talking about the last one. Mm -hmm. Most people keep running into the same business difficulties because they keep talking about the current ones. So all I need to do to get out of my current environment is talk about where I'm going and not where I am or where I've been. That's good. That's 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 so true. So true. Drop the mic. So man. true. Drop the mic. That, like that was a yeah. that was a, that definitely was a lot to that was a yeah. lot to take in just now. Um but you know you speak on the power of words and affirmations. Yeah. Yes. You know, we all have our own struggles, the sure. things that we go through. Yeah. During your hardest time, like like what like what was your hardest time and mm. how did words help you get out of that situation like mm. You know, like, like, what, like, what was that time where you literally, like, you look around, it was just negative. Yeah. Like, how'd you pull yourself out yeah. of that situation? Yeah. When I, when I began to understand the power of words, I was very, very careful, not only about what I was saying, but also what I was hearing. Um, a book that I recommend for anybody to read, for anybody, and I say this on every podcast I get on, in every environment I go to, listen, at the end of the day, 75 to 85% of the conversations that you are having are with you. They say that life and death is in the power of the tongue. Mm. And so the reason why many people are dying is because they're speaking death to live situations, to situations that want to live. And so if I understand that, then I suggest the best, best book is What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Dr. Shad Helmstetter. And so I learned these principles of words back in 2014. Um, I think Les Brown said it best. He said, you're either in a problem, coming out of one, or about to go into one. one. (laughs) And so when you say, uh, can you describe a time? Bro, we're always going through something. Matter of fact, as an entrepreneur, you almost embrace the fact that you're going to go through some problems. Like people would see me right now in this seat and be like, oh yeah, this is what you do, you're comfortable. Listen, I get bubble guts every time before I speak. Why? Because people's lives are hinging on your words. That's not something you can take for granted. When you have attention, whoever has your ear has your future. And so if people are giving you their ear, that is something you can't steward lightly. And so to speak to a specific time, man, um, I had an instance very, very briefly, right? Very briefly, the first struggle that anybody has is trying to get wealth, (laughs) Like when you become an entrepreneur, the first thing you want to do is I want to get to 10 grand and I want to get to 100 grand. Okay, cool. We're not going to talk about that right now. We got that done. The challenge is I got to the top of the mountain and realized that my ladder was leaned against the wrong one. Mm. And so it's one thing to get to the top of what proverbial success is, something completely different to realize that's not true success. From 2014 to 2020, the only books and publications and events that I went to We're about making money. Guess what? We did that. Congratulations. And then come COVID, I look around my house and realize, wait a minute. Who is this woman cooking food in my kitchen? Oh, that's my wife. (laughs) Got it. Who are these kids? Like, like, what is good? Oh, these are my children, right? And so it's one thing to find success financially, but then lose relationally. Mm. 
And that's tough because now watch this. Now what ends up happening is a state of awareness, right? I feel like so much better than knowledge is awareness, knowing who you are. When I started to become aware that I was not the best husband, that I was not the best father, what it does is it presents you with an opportunity and a challenge because now you have to ask yourself, okay, cool, but what are you going to do about it? I went through therapy. And so when I tell you, when you go through a season of growth, whether you're growing a business, you're growing a relationship, you're growing anything, your faith is very fragile during that season. And so it's so important that you audit who is talking to you. I had to have I had to have the right words that not only I was saying, but also that I was hearing. And so it was my therapist around that time. It was constant personal development around that time. It was getting back to the things that I had done to to create the money, but now creating affirmations for my relationship. It's one thing to say, I am so happy and grateful now that I'm making a million dollars a month. I am so happy and grateful money comes to me easily and effortlessly. I am so happy and grateful now that I am healthy, wealthy, humble, strong. Yeah, but... Up until that point, I was never saying, I am so happy and grateful. I am an amazing husband, father, leader, and friend. Yeah. And now, years later, we get to take the family to Dubai. Ain't yeah. that So, so it's working amazing. out. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Words that's are important. Really, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's real good. Super. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah it does. Cool. It definitely it makes, does. Makes a lot of sense. But I wanted to ask you a question, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was you know, going through your Instagram and whatnot, and it looks like you were at an event with David Power Talks. And yeah. It was like a, a carousel, and I don't know. I think it was the last one. Uh-huh. It was like you was like screaming. Yeah, it took me eight years to believe. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what 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 was that like? How do you, how does a person get to that that state? Like, all right, cool. Like, mm. you dipping your toe in the water all the time, mm. but now fully believing and making yeah. a decision. Like actually deciding to say, hey, listen, I'm going to go all out, right? Yeah. What yeah. took you so long? To, what took you eight years to make a final decision? Like what was going through your head? Like, and what, like, yeah, what was going through your head to make a final decision to say, hey, listen, this is what I'm going to do? Yeah. 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 Um, so a couple of things. Number one, I want the audience to understand what believing is, right? So believing, I'm really, really big on defining words. My first mentor, David, told me that, right? He was like, there's two different types of people in the world. There's people that read the dictionary and then there's people that don't. And if we truly believe that words are powerful, then we should never be lazy with our language. Right. And so belief, belief means to accept something as true. What's interesting about the word believe is inside of the word believe, if you spell it out, is the word lie, L-I-E. Yeah. And so that's like an oxymoron here. It's like an incongruency. If believe means to accept something is true, but inside of the word, to no mistake, is the word lie, which means deceit, where's the congruency here? And what I figured out is, just like Shakespeare said, to think you can and to think you can't, both are actually correct. Mm-hmm. And so what you asked me was, okay, at what point did you like make the decision? Like it, You said it took you eight years to believe. Here's the problem with personal self-development and even this industry that we're in right now. I believe that the challenge for most people is they think that the reason why they go to the events, the reason why they watch the podcast, the reason why they get in the rooms, the reason why they sign up for mentorships is to become a new person. No. 
It's simply to remind yourself of who you were born to be. Because remember, at the end of the day, we were all born with only two, only two fears, loud noises and falling. When, you, when we were born, the only fears we had was falling and that's it. So at what, at what point did we discover the fear of speaking to crowds? At what point did we discover the fear of somebody telling us no? At what point did we discover the fear of pursuing our business or our ideas or our ventures or our vision? Like, at what point did we discover the fear of being in healthy relationships or, or being guarded? Again? Oh, watch this. We had to learn that. And so when I say it, take, it took eight years to believe, number one, what are you believing for? Because we're all believing, right? What I was believing for at that time was a financial goal. It took me eight years to believe because I had conditioning that I had to eradicate in order to get to the point where now, okay, I can receive this amount of money. I, I believe a lot, a lot of people, bro, a lot of really, really talented people too. Don't get what they want, not because they don't have the skill once again, that they don't have the strategies, but because they don't have the self-worth to receive it. You know the question I ask a lot of my mentees? I go, okay, what is your income go? They go, oh, I want to make a million dollars this year. Okay, cool. Real quick, how much is that per month? Uh, uh, uh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just so you know, that's $83,333 per month. That's about $21,000 per week. That's about $3,700 per day. Now, I got a question for you. If you were already the person earning that amount of money Every single day, what does your life look like? Nobody can describe that to me. And you know the challenge with that? That means you never saw yourself in that position. And you will always behave in a way that's congruent with the way that you see yourself. And so until you see yourself as somebody easily making four grand a day, you're never going to do what it takes to make it. See, you don't, watch this. You don't believe what you say. You believe what you do. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. That is so true. That is so true. That is, that is, that's definitely true. Um, I want to get back into the backstory because I, mm -hmm. I definitely did do some research and I seen that, you know, to get where you are today definitely wasn't easy. Um, yeah, yeah. I seen that you wanted to get to the NBA. You, <laughs> yeah. you didn't play organized ball. Right. You didn't play organized ball. I could, I could relate to that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, and then you worked at a gym. You worked mm. at a gym um, at some period, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you dropped out of college. Yep. And you took that chance on yourself. 100%. How hard was that period of your life? Like to transition from working, having a nine-to-five job, wanting to be in the NBA, mm. and then just saying... I want to be an entrepreneur. I kind of want to, you know, make a living doing what I love. Yeah. Like, how, how'd you, how hard was that? Especially, like, you know, having a family. You know, it's not it's not that hard to have that, like, you know, to just have that, all, like, all of those supports. Like, how'd you, how'd you get yourself into that? And, like, you know, how tough was it? Yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to answer this question the, the traditional way. As I'm, I'm guessing that most of my questions I'm not answering the traditional way. Here's the funny thing, bro. We can only connect the dots looking backwards. And so I have a question to your question. Yeah. How did we get here? Mm. Like, I didn't... I'm, I'm guessing that you didn't say at some point in the last 365 days, hey, I'm going to interview a guy by the name of Damon Diller from Columbus, Ohio. And, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, that's true. Even when it came to entrepreneurship... It just 
was a part of my process. I understand how it happened now, yeah. but never in that time period did I say, I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to, like, now it's cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Social media wasn't, I sound super old right now. <laughs> like, wow, I just sounded, back in my day, right? Like, there was no real social media. There was no IG. There were no influencers. Mentorship really became a buzzword back in, like, 19 or 20. But in 2014, it was not, okay, I want to become an entrepreneur. It was, I need to take care of my family, yeah. right? And... I had a um I had a mentor of mine at that time. Like I was trying to get overseas in, in hoop and I was going to these different showcases to play basketball. And I was looking for a job because I just wanted to take care of my family. And so I remember one day I was doing a plyometric workout and we were running stairs, right? And I'm I'm out of breath. And my mentor asked me, he was like, So how's the job search going? Again, I was just looking for a job in sales. Like I've always been in sales. I knew I could speak. I was influential. I had energy. I was like, okay, this is com like I wanted a commission only business because I wanted no ceiling, but I didn't realize there was also no floor, right? <laughs> Let's be honest, <laughs> commission, right? Um, and so I remember asking yeah. him. I was like, yeah, I'm not sure what I want to do. I'm going to all these different financial firms. I'm going to the Sh Charles Schwab and Merrill Lynch, and I'm going to Northwestern Mutual and all these different companies, but I'm not feeling it. And he was like, Damon, do you know anything about life insurance? Mm. And I was like, no. <laughs> I heard that you must have it when you pass away, but that's all I know. He said, Damon, if you get your life insurance license, you will never have to worry about money in your life again. And you got to understand, at that time, bro, I'm driving a 92 Saturn, like way before either one of y'all were born, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's a stick shift, and I did not know how to drive a clutch. And so I'm burning up the clutch up and down the street. <laughs> the car is four different shades of purple, right? I, the, the sun, the, the roof, and like I had push pins to keep the roof up. Oh, and man. so whenever we went over a bump, it, it, that would literally <laughs> fall down, right? It was, listen, I was paying $40 a week to my aunt, who is, who is my wife's aunt. And that car got repossessed. That's how broke I was at that time. Like, I had no money. And so when he said, you'll never have to worry about money again, I didn't even know what that meant. I just said, you know what? I can trust that statement. When I started to do my research on the industry, when I started to research the possibilities, it just clicked. And so I didn't go into it with the idea of becoming an entrepreneur. I went into it with the idea of opportunity. And I think the challenge for a lot of people now is that there's way too many options for opportunities. I didn't have any other option. It was like, yo, I'm going to do this. This, yeah. this. this is what's next. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it, man. So, yeah, we went crazy. It's real funny that you say that because on our way here, we were having that kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. Now, say, for example, all you were looking for is an opportunity, yeah. right? Yeah. And... And the conversation that we were having is basically me building out an avatar, Come right? On. So now you just describe, listen, push pins in the ceiling. All I just wanted was something that would be able to actually sustain me better than what That's I'm it. doing right now. So now this kind of helps you understand like, all right, cool. This is a part of sales too, because now you're defining your avatar. So now it's Period. funny that you say that because how you got into your field of life insurance is so crazy because I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, get my offer situated mm -hmm. and I'm trying to describe who's my avatar, who's that person that I need to talk to because now if I follow that one niche, like all the way down, yeah. I will be able to have 
a, a small community or even a large community of people that's paying me a certain amount of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I can stand out from the rest. Yeah. You know, so 100%. like it, it's crazy that you say that. And that's how you got into the industry. So it's like, damn, like that's important because now it's a part of sales. You got to understand who you're talking to. 100%. If you're just talking to everybody, you're not really talking to much people. Bro, can I speak into that, please? Yeah. Okay, so people will see what I'm doing right now, but what they did not see, you all did your, did your research. Most people do not. And so they're like, man, this dude just popped up. He's doing this, he's doing that. Bro, I have been on YouTube and doing Facebook Lives since 2013. Mm. I used to drive two hours every single day to my territory as a life insurance agent. And every day on my way to my first house, I would do a Facebook Live and I would just simply share the gems that I was learning. Every single day. And I remember in 2016, I met another mentor of mine and he told me, he said, listen, I want you to create a digital product. Like this. A like digital people, product in 2016? 2016. He really? was like, yeah, man. Like, an ebook or something? And he, no, it was like more of a course. And he was like, but in order to do that, here's what I want you to do. He said, I want you to go live every single day, create a private YouTube channel, and release a video every day for the next 365 days. So if you go to my YouTube, now the videos are private. We're about to, we're going to do something with it, right? (laughs) Repurpose and repackage, you know what I'm saying? But um, if you were to go on there, there's over 500 videos of me in the car just sharing gems. Now, why am I telling you this? Because most people right now are doing what they do for a bag. Not to create a business. They're not doing it for purpose. They're doing it as a play. And, and I'm, tell, I'm telling most entrepreneurs, listen, if you want to have sustainability as an expert business, build it with no intention of getting paid for 36 months and watch how quickly you make more money than you could ever imagine. Why? Because people will feel you way before they hear anything that you say. Mm. Y'all from New York. Yeah. Y'all know real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So so you know when someone's trying to sell you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Watch this. Sales is also not defined properly. You said that word a couple of times. Most people would define sales as a transference of feeling. Right? That is not sales. Selling, simply put, is reminding somebody of what they already desire. Let that breathe. If most people were to define selling as reminding somebody of what they already desire, that means that I have to know what? What you already desire. Most people don't even do that much research on their client. Mm -hmm. So if I know what you already desire, my only responsibility is to show you that my point of view, my path, my vehicle, my product is your easiest, your quickest, and your safest way to experience what you already want. Guess what? If for 36 months all I did was give you a tremendous value and you started to experience that result, you would ask me, when can you pay me instead of me ever asking you for anything? And so the majority of the clients that I've gotten, I never ran ran any ads. I've never run an ad. The majority of the high ticket clients I got, they call me, they go, hey, uh, is there any way we can do a phone call? Sure. Jump on the line. Watch this. The whole call. Value, 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 value. What do you think I should do about this? What do you think I should do about this? Well, this is what I think you should do. Guess what happens at the end of the call? So, so like, um, how can we extend this? Yeah, how can I? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> yeah. send, I'll send you an invoice. Let's keep it going, right? Yeah. 
value, man. Mm. And so, yeah, that's why I love the continuity play, bro. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, what it does is it it, it forces a new breath into it, it forces new breathing into this industry. People are tired of being sold. They're tired of hearing about high ticket. There's way too many that have been burned by great sales and bad fulfillment that a lot of people are skeptical now. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well, my friend tried this or I tried this. Yeah. Like, But if I tell you, hey, listen, don't pay me anything for 90 days. Watch the value you get. After that, if you're satisfied, pay me 27 bucks a month. I'm going to continue to add value to your life. Stay as long as you want. If I'm... If I'm in this for purpose work, 36 months, I say, let's add 10 people a month over the next 36 months. How many people is that? 10 people for the next 36 months. That's 3,600. 360. Oh, that's okay. So let's just say 400. We hit the moment. Don't worry. If if all those people are paying me 30 bucks a month, how much is that after three years? 40 bucks. 400 people paying me 30 bucks a month after three years. How much is that a month? Shit, let me just do the math on that, bro. Fellas, that is $120,000. Yeah. I'm here in the moment it's taking it in. Listen, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I like numbers. Don't worry. All he think about is how he about to spend that. $120,000 a month is what per year? $120 a month. That's over... Uh, yeah. No, not 2.4. That's probably like... Just about two, two, two mil, right? It's about one point four. It's about one point four. I've been I've been doing math for a long time. I'm but check this y'all. out: one point four million dollars after three years. Would you be mad? No. And it's coming in every single month. And guess what? Also happened during that time period. Because you were forced to give value, you also developed into a different person. And that is the fruit of that process. The mm-hmm. person you become. Yeah. Not what you get. Bob Proctor said it best. He said, you do not set goals to get. You set goals to grow. Mm. I dare anybody to try that. I dare anybody to say, you know what? For the next three years, I'm going to focus on 10 new people getting into my community every single month. And I'm going to give them so much value. And I'm not going to ask for a dime. That... <clears throat> That reminds me of what you said earlier with the principles, mm-hmm. because now that's law of reciprocity. Come on. You know, like, say, for example, if I walk out, you know, walk out down the street and, you know, whatever, you know, somebody offers to to clean off my car for free or yeah. wash my car for free, you yeah. know, like, all right, cool. You did a really good job. Nah, don't worry about it. You sure? Nah, let me go to the ATM and come back and yes. give you much more mm-hmm. than what somebody will actually 100%. charge. So mm-hmm. now that, like, the principles even work in business, and it's just, how does a person, like, find all the principles, like, for, like, a business? Like, not business, but life in general. Yeah, study, bro. Yeah. Study incredible people. Like, I love Myron Golden because he teaches from oh, yeah. principles. Yeah, yeah. He talks a lot about principles. There's an audio um, I haven't I haven't read it in a while or listened to it in a while, but Bob Proctor, uh, the late great Bob Proctor, has an actual audio that goes over universal laws, and it discusses every single one. One of my favorite is the law of wealth, right? The principle to creating wealth. What is the principle? Your income will be in direct correlation to the value that you bring the marketplace, right? Value. So, in other words, three things. Number one, what is the need for what you do? 
Number two, what is your ability to do it? And number three, how hard is it to replace you? That is a law. Mm. And so now I never have to worry about my income. Yeah. Right? Mm. It, you, you do credit. Right. How essential is people learning their personal credit? Extremely. Yeah. Like nothing happens without it. Okay. Now the question is not what is your ability to fix people's credit? That's not the question you want to ask. I tell people all the time, the quality of your life is going to be in direct correlation to the quality of the questions that you ask. Ask more empowering questions, get more empowering answers. And so if the question is, how effective can I fix people's credit? That gives you an answer and it also gives you a life. Mm. But if you ask yourself, how do I become the best in this industry? Guess what you also do? You change your perspective to see something different in the industry. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. So watch this. Now you're no longer competing with influencers. You're competing with companies. Mm. That's a completely different thought process. Name the biggest and best credit companies out there. And what is credit all about? And where did it stem from? And why is it important for people? You start educating yourself on that. <laughs> Listen, mm. income follows value. Income also follows assets. That mindset is an asset. So that's why in our 45 in our 45 minute journey over here, bro, I was able to share everything I, I shared just because that's how I think about problems. That's it. And so that's why the book Think and Grow Rich is so powerful because it says think and grow rich. It's never do and grow rich. Yeah. Even as human beings, we are literally called human beings, mm. not human beings doings and so most people are trying to figure out how to make more money by doing something just be the person mm. so if i'm thinking about okay i told, i had a conversation with david a little bit earlier i was like bro how do we create a hundred million dollar company oh that's simple answer a hundred million dollar problem mm. most people say well i'm gonna help ten thousand people make no answer one question worth a hundred million dollars Done. That's so good, bro. Yeah. Like that's so good. That, that, like, that really, that really got my mindset shifting right now. Yeah. And you said a powerful quote mm -hmm. a little bit earlier. You said your income will be directly equivalent to the value you provide the marketplace. Yes, sir. Yep. So that kind of reminds me of um. It's kind of like he's a he's an entrepreneur, but also kind of like a phil philosopher. Navel. So he kind of talks about having specific knowledge. So it's kind of like. Naval Ravikant? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on so, with come on, <laughs> philosophy vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I love listening to him. He's come like su super like really, really, really smart guy. So he um he always talks about, you know, having specific knowledge. Yeah. And um that's knowledge that you can't get in school. So yeah. it's kind of like you can either get it through apprenticeships, mentorships, and things like that. Come on. So how did you find out? that you were a standout in your niche, in your specific niche, which was like life selling life insurance. Yeah. Like, how did you know that you were a standout in that niche? Man, I kept working. Damn. You know what I mean? Like, I think one of the easiest ways to get prolific is to work until other people tell you you're good. Mm -hmm. But you got to tell yourself first. <laughs> right? Like, one of my favorite books is uh, The Magic of Believing by Claude Bristol. And inside of that book, it talks about a technique to increase your belief in an area, right? And the easiest way to increase your belief in any area is what you say to yourself. But it talks about a technique called the mirror technique. And the idea is that you go in front of the mirror and you speak to yourself. 
You literally tell you who you are. Why? Because people are always going to see you the way you see yourself. Yeah. And so what I started to do is I started to use the idea of belief being a lie. I've been lying to myself my whole life about stuff that ain't true. Let me use an empowering lie. And so the first goal I had in the insurance industry was I am number one in the industry at what I do. And so what I had written down on my basement, I had this big board in my basement and it said, if you were number one in the world at what you do, how would you behave? And so I saw that every single day and I would get in the mirror every single day and I would say to myself, you are the number one salesman in the world. You are the number one salesman in the world. Damon, you are the number one salesman in the world. Now watch this. It's a principle, but it's also metaphysical. Here's why. A mirror is made out of sand. The original essence of a human being, according to God's word, is from dust we are, dust we will return. We were made of dirt. Sand is a form of dirt. dirt. And so if I'm speaking into a mirror that's made of the very essence of who I am, I'm literally speaking into the original essence of what made me. Into the true me. Into the true I am. Does that make sense? That do. Now watch this. I want to give you something real quick because uh, you can't mention Naval and I not mention this. I got something from him. I'm switching gears a little bit, if you don't mind. I heard something from him that blew my mind <laughs> like two weeks ago. Have you all ever listened to Myron talk about the four levels of uh the the four levels of income? Right. You have implementation, implementation unification, yeah. communication, and then imagination. Right. Right. Yeah. Naval teaches the four levels of leverage. If you think about it, leverage is incredible, right? You, you heard this? Yeah, yeah, I heard it. Bro, it blew my, I was it, like, it got me too. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Because when you think about it, you're like, oh my God, if I can master the, everything changes. This is what he says. So you already understand that leverage is the ability to do something one time, earn basically little input, big output, right? He said there's four levels to leverage. And if you study any major company in the world, they have mastered the highest level. I said, okay, the lowest level of leverage is your labor. Why? Because I only have so much time and I only have so much energy. Mm -hmm. He said the level above that is capital, right? I can leverage money because my money can go out and work for me. My, lever my money can actually buy me labor as well. Right. It can get me employees. It can get me VAs. It can get me help, whatever. The two highest levels. This is where I was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> Number two yeah. is content. Like like, like what we're doing right here? Permissionless. Content. Yeah. Listen, there's no borders. Mm -hmm. Especially in this day and age. Like when you, like, let's pause right there for a second. Not everybody loves Grant Cardone. Understood. But in 2010, he says something very powerful. He said, you need to be posting more on Twitter. You need to be posting more on Instagram. You need to be going crazy. I'm trying to get my team to post in their t The man is a billionaire today. Why? Because of content. So we live in a day and age mm -hmm. right now where there are no repercussions. Like, you do not have to pay $20 million for a spot on Super Bowl for people to see your idea. And people aren't taking advantage of that? It's the ultimate form of leverage. Watch this. From this hour segment, we can probably take, I don't know, 20, 30 reels with the right. It's content. Now watch this. Here was the top level. This is where I was like, oh, yes, that's so good. Yeah. Software. Mm. Elon Musk. Software. Mark Zuckerberg. 
software. Jeff Bezos, software. Mm -hmm. Steve Jobs, software. It is the ability to take whatever you're giving in the content, <laughs> whatever you use your capital mm -hmm. to have the labor for, and put it in an asset, in a software that assists people all over the world. It's not only is it infinitely scalable, but think about the amount of people that you're helping. Right. There's no borders to that either. Mm. It's the ultimate form of leverage. It's like, okay, while everybody else here is out here fighting for a high-ticket client, how do I create a software? How do I create an app? Mm. That's why I keep going back to it's think and grow rich. Because that takes some thinking. Yep. Okay, what? Okay. If we were to take the title from this podcast, we got sales in this, we got some mindset stuff. Is there a way that we can put our minds together? You specialize in credit. What, what else do you do? Uh, I mainly do like trading and I'm into the content, creating content. Come on now. Social media. Is there a way that we could create an asset where we teach people how to get their business funded, where we teach people how to create effective content, not just put up your iPhone? Is there a way that we could teach them within an app where they have access to it 24-7, mm -hmm. where if they say to the app, hey, give me, with AI, I know we can do it. Could we also give them a facet of that where they learn how to take the money that they're making from the credit, they take the money they're making from the content, they take the money that they're making from sales, and now learn how to invest that into NFTs and other assets out there to mm -hmm. ultimately build generational wealth for the family and do it in an mm -hmm. app. Guess what? We could put that app for 99 cents, People have a hundred thousand downloads. Yeah, they eat it up. You know, yeah. now, now we got a ten million dollar company. Mm. Somebody says, "Hey, listen, we don't even know who's attached to this, so we're going to give you six to eight times EBITDA." What's that? Uh, that's basically what your profit would be after after all expenses. They're going to give you six okay. to eight times multiple of whatever your re revenue of your company is. Okay. Some of these companies will allow you to keep fifty one, if not more, percent of the equity of the company. So now you can, listen, a lot of money, right? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Through wow. software. Yeah. And all I just did was give an idea. There is nothing in this room that you can lay your eyes on that did not start with an idea. Does that answer your question? Mm. I'm sorry, family. I got a long way of answering questions. <laughs> like you asked me one question, I could go on for like a couple hours. Nah, but that was really good because now, like, me and Ayo always have this conversation. And, and the reason why we start this podcast is because of content. Mm. Like you said, you, you say this often, who has your ear? Wait, who has your, your ear has your uh, future, future yes, right? Yeah. You could be listening to Sexy Red. You could be listening to people like that. But Who's now if you look, she's she's a little art. She's yeah, an artist. No. <laughs> she's an artist. Um <laughs> Like a rap artist? Yeah, she she's like. She um, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted him to say. I'm it like, like, yo, I need to break it down. <laughs> 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 I ain't gonna say it, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Where is really doing nah. me? Listen to that. <laughs> I'm like, wait, only That's person developing. No, you ever heard skinny? It's like skinny. <laughs> Oh, listen, my daughter did that one day. I was like, no, no, go to your room and do not. That's funny. No. But yeah, so basically, like, the power of content and mm. media is so, um, is so, 
it's 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 so good because now you have the power of control. Like if you turn on CNN, like mm-hmm. this, like my mom, for example, yeah. eleven o'clock at night, yeah. she could be in bed. She could be in bed. The TV's in the living room. Cody, turn on the TV. I want to hear the news. Mm-hmm. Not even around to watch the TV. Yeah. Like. You just want the TV on to hear the news. Like, yeah. most times, you only going to hear bad stuff, right? You ain't going to hear no good stuff. So sure. now, imagine if you just tuning in and you got, like, positive information. Now, you could actually start making changes to your life. So I'm yeah. like, shit, like, mm. we all got the power to actually start doing what we got to do. But yeah. it's really about yeah. what we listening to, what we seeing on a daily basis, 100%. you know? so and, and, and giving people what they truly want. Right, we yeah. were talking about this earlier. I said most people don't sell more of their product, service, or idea because they don't understand what they're actually selling. Yeah, like I am not selling people credit. I am not selling people a life insurance policy. Think about it: a life insurance policy. Nobody gives a crap about that. What I'm selling you is peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And so, there's only three human basic human needs. I want more security. I want more certainty. I want more love. And another one is significance. And so if you think about that, and now that's the true result that I'm giving you, my messaging changes and my offer completely changes. My my content changes because now I know what I'm giving you is not just a course. I am giving you the easiest and fastest way to what you truly desire. And because most people are not aware of themselves, when you start to speak in a language that speaks to their biggest pains, but also their biggest internal desires, they're automatically hooked to you. Mm. Mm. Right. So just because I know we got to wrap soon, but I, I just want to leave the people with something like, like, how do you start your mornings? Like, do yeah. you start your mornings with affirmations? Just for like, you know, somebody out I, there, I you know. out of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> So let's say like like one, like somebody viewing this, they're watching this. Sexy red is playing as I. <laughs> oh, she, she is my alarm. See? You Look at energy, daddy. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. My bad. But um, let's say like somebody's watching this. Yeah. And you know, they like the environment they're in is just totally negative. Yeah. Um, what are some tips like you know to help them? kind of start their day off in a positive note. Like, you know, like some of the things you do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll just tell you my morning routine, right? Because oh, I have been in, in negative environments before. Uh, my morning routine is really, really simple, but it starts the night before. Um, your mind, understand that 90% of your behaviors every single day are unconscious. Okay? That means every single day you are on autopilot. And your mind's primary function is to keep you safe, which means if 90% of my behaviors are to keep me safe, it's also based on a past recording or conditioning of something I've already experienced. What does that say automatically? That says that if I set a goal, there's only a 10% chance I'm going to hit it. Why? Because I've literally been born in condition to behave off of a past experience, mm. not a future possibility. Does that make sense so far? It does. So I say that to preface this. I am very big about the last part of my day and the first part of my day. 
because that is when my subconscious mind is the most impressionable. That means whatever I listen to, whatever I am reading within the last two hours to hour of my day or the first two hours of my day is affecting my unconscious behaviors. And so I am reading my goals. I am listening to positive Mm -hmm. affirmations. Like whenever I'm going through a season where I'm building something, I am religious about that. So my morning routine is pretty simple, man. As soon as I get up, I do a liter of water, uh, do what I do, use the bathroom. Um, I have goals. Um, the the goals that I say now are in my phone, but I have them, um, and I say all my goals in first person present tense. So it's a ten year goal, but I read them as if it's happening today, right? So I read it as if, man, I'm so happy and grateful now that, and I read everything that happened in my perfect day. I'll go into a meditation. I usually do something called a six phase meditation where it takes me through consciousness. It takes me through visualizing my day, my next three years. It takes me through forgiveness, and Mm -hmm. it takes me through prayer. Um, I'll do that, and then I'll immediately go to the gym. Um, So usually for the first two two to three hours of my day, I don't touch my phone outside of reading my goals. Mm -hmm. I try to have no contact with anything because as an entrepreneur, the only thing that is certain about entrepreneurship is that there will be uncertainty. And your ability to be effective as an entrepreneur is contingent on how you respond to the uncertainty. And so my biggest thing that I work on every single day is emotional intelligence as a leader. Like, how do I continue to grow but not lose my mind because of the uncertainty? Like, you only eat what you kill as an entrepreneur. And so typically, if you're not eating, that means you're not hunting. But during that hunt, we know that we're going to have challenges. Absolutely. There's going to be uncertainty. There's been no day I've ever had as an entrepreneur between 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. that it went exactly the way I planned. For a lot of people, that would drive you insane. But I love it. I would choose Mm. nothing else. No day ever goes as planned. But I expect that. Make sense? Yeah. That's my morning routine. And one thing I like, and I'm glad that we have the podcast again, and here's the reason why, is because it doesn't change, right? Mm. If you if you if you read ten next book, um, they talk. He talks about writing your goals three times a day, mm-hmm. yep. morning, uh, during the day, you know, mm-hmm. or when you're feeling down, write down your goals on a sheet of paper, mm-hmm. and the night before. Mar- Myron Myron Golden he says the power of intention. No, wait, I think is the power of intention or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You intend to get certain. You plan. And he goes off of the, the the biblical principles. He's like, the best time to plan for the next day is the day before. 100%. The best time to plan for the next five years is today, 100%. yesterday. You know what I mean? So now yeah. it's like, all right, cool. Like, I, you know, developing these certain principles. So it's yeah. like, it's just like whenever it's, it's going to happen because like, the information doesn't change whichever way you put it. At all. You're very successful at what you do. Thank You've you. made a lot of money. And yeah. it's like, these are the same things that people tell you to do every single day. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't change. Like, it and can. it's not going to change. Well, it, because it's principles. Yeah. He said, get three things that you want to accomplish for the next day. I'm yeah. pretty sure you get, if you get, if you get those top three things done, that's a solid day. Yeah. If you get anything else extra, that's an amazing day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure you probably, do you do that? You get like three things that you want to well, knock I, out? I did or? in the beginning. Like I was really big on a calendar. Yeah. Right? Um, my, my mentor taught me how to use my calendar properly. And so from 2015 to the current date, 
I can show you my calendars for every single year and I'll show you what I did every single day. Wow. And that was important to me in the beginning because I needed accountability as an entrepreneur. Commitment only shows up one of two places, either in your time or your money. And so if you show me your bank account, I know very clearly what you're committed to. If you show me your calendar, I know very clearly what you're committed to. And so for me as an entrepreneur, nobody's telling you what to do. Nobody's telling you you have to be somewhere at a certain time and do certain things. But if I write down things in a calendar that I'm going to achieve, I know whether I did them or not. So it provides that level of accountability. But what you're speaking to, honestly, is just intention over disruption and distractions. Distractions. Distractions, bro. Ooh, distractions. More people would make way more money if they would quit consuming so much information. He said mm -hmm. that same thing. Same thing. And here's what I did. Because what I realized was my biggest distraction mm -hmm. was Instagram. Oh, bro, it's everybody's. Scroll for hours. Like, yeah. not, like and it's like on, off. And I would just pick up the phone. I put it down. Yeah. It's a problem. Like, that's oh, a yeah. major problem. And I'm like, you know what? For me to actually really thrive and actually get to that next level, I went and I unfollowed everybody, mm. right? And it's not, you know, like, nothing against anybody. I mm. still, you know, rock out. I check people's pages yeah, for yeah. actually what I want to see. Sure. Because... Sometimes what you're you're influenced by certain things and you can't even control it whether you know it or not. Like 100%. you're being influenced just by scrolling, you know? 100%. Like that's a big problem and a lot of people they can't do that. So yeah. awareness. I was aware. All right, cool. You know, I have a big distraction. I know I can be much further if I have, you know, more intention following, yeah. you know, certain tactics for my goals, my strategies, 100%. where I want to be in the next three months, where I want to be in the next year. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's so good, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just monitoring, monitoring everything you do. Audit, audit your circle, audit your daily activities. Like every day, are you doing IPAs, income producing activities? Like I need to make sure everything that I'm working on for that amount of hours is moving the needle. Like there's, it's so easy to confuse popularity with progress right now. Like I know people that are on podcasts all the time, right? I know people that produce content all the time, but ask them how much money they're making, mm. right? But they're popular. Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be popular. I, I just want to be paid. paid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like, listen, I, I want to grow to the point where I don't even need Instagram anymore. That's I want it to impact other people's lives, but my money is going to continue to come whether Instagram is there or not. Yeah. Instagram now is a vehicle to get my message out to people. But I just encourage everybody of one thing, and this is what I'll kind of end with unless you guys have any other questions. Um, one thing that really, really shifted my income was doing something called a mental fast. A mental fast. And what that means is for 30, 60, or 90 days, you do not do any social media. None. No TV, no Netflix, no Netflix and chill, no movies, no nothing. No secular music, no Drake, no, nothing. Not even any gospel music. No disempowering conversations. Anybody around you that would ever talk negative. There was a time where I said, hey, mom, sorry, can't talk to you right now because you're negative, right? No disempowering environments either. No going to the club, no going, nothing. For 30, here's what happens. Have you ever heard of something called the reticular activating system? 
I've heard of it, but I don't know exactly what it okay, is. Okay, so your reticular activating system is that same thing that allows you to see the car that's been of interest to you for a while, but you begin to see it everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your reticular activating system is that thing that allows a friend of yours or somebody you haven't talked to for a while to contact you, and you say, you were just on my mind. Your reticular activating system is that thing that when you're in a really, really busy restaurant and there's a <coughs> thousand people around you that are speaking, you only hear the conversation that you're having because of your reticular activating system. What it does is it brings to the forefront what you've already made important to you. Mm -hmm. Damon, why are you saying this? Because the billionaire and the beggar both have the same 24 hours. It's not that the beggar is in a completely different world than the billionaire. It's just because they notice different things. The billionaire has made some things important to themselves that they automatically see the people, the places, the circumstances, opportunities, and situations that are in concert mm -hmm. with their vision. And so why do you write down your goals three times a day? To bring it to the forefront of your mind. Why do I think about where I'm going all the time? To bring it to the forefront of my mind. Why? Because my mind is either replaying my past or pre-playing my future. Mm -hmm. And the more I can pre-play my future, the quicker I'll get there. I think you ended off real yeah. good. This was a great conversation. <laughs> like, yeah. I think that was good for sure. Fun. This has been dope, man. I want to congratulate you guys real quick. I didn't get a chance to say that in the beginning, but um, I'm always honored to be able to have these conversations. And I, I don't know if you know how old I am, guys, but I'm not going to say my age, but you all are. If I'd have had a kid at 15, like you guys could have been my children. So yeah. um, like I'm honored to be in this space. And the fact that you all are doing this work says a lot about your character, your integrity and your love for people, because you don't need to do this. Like, whether the intention is, hey, we want to get some free game or not, like, you all are taking your time, you're taking your dollars, you're investing not only into yourselves, your future, but also other people's minds. And I dig that. So if there's ever anything that I can do to serve you all, let me know I'm there. Thank you. I just want to say a special thanks just even for pulling up, you know, yeah. for coming out here. You know, it's, it's, it was really, really dope to have you. The conversation was really dope. I know the viewers are going to learn a lot, like, Definitely, awesome. definitely. Next time you come to New York, though, you got to lace them up. You know, let's, go, let's go. We, we <laughs> might get a, let's go. Let's go. Lace them up. That's I heard you pray for. I'm like, nah, I, I, I got I to see him Are you who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I'll okay. Pray, How tall are you? Uh, like six six foot, six one. Six okay, one. You, you, two or three. <laughs> you gotta um, you got a handle on you? Eh, probably like a, I'll say probably like a two. Oh, so, so you a can two. handle a little bit? yeah. Oh, you can For play. Sure. I don't play like a yeah, man. Yeah, you can play. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got the swagger of a ball player. That's what Jay-Z said. Yeah. We can hoop, man. I'll, I'll actually be back next Wednesday, so um, I'll have to get some shoes while I'm out there. But, bro, I, I hoop. Like, I, I can still play. Like, I can still go. And I, I love it. I, I, I used to be I able to windmill and everything. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, man. Windmill? Yeah, it's still on YouTube right now. Oh, I used man. to win dunk contests all the time. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I really thought I was going to make it Like I thought I was the next Nate Robbins Like nobody could tell me I wasn't going to make it Basketball was my life Like the way I treat personal development And mindset now is how I used to treat hoop Damn, I was really? obsessed Damn, So what, what, what team Like, What's your team right now? Kyrie Irving oh, Kyrie. Is that a team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah just, just Kyrie <laughs> Bro Kyrie's been my favorite player Kyrie, since bro. Kyrie was At uh, I think he was at St. Patrick's in New Jersey. Like, <clears throat> I'm I'm the biggest Kyrie fan, bro. Like, a friend of mine, 
um, lives in Dallas, and apparently they can get tickets, like floor seats, all that. Ooh. I'm like, yo, Sign me up. make the introduction. Yeah. Because if I play him one-on-one, I can die <laughs> after that. Like, my life is complete. You know wow. what I mean? Like, <laughs> Kyrie. He is the reason the mistake by the lake has a championship. We don't care nothing about the block. We don't care nothing about LeBron. It is Kyrie. Kyrie is the most skilled player. Look at me. I, I am the captain now. Kyrie is the most skilled player to ever play the game. He has the best handle that we've ever seen. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. I agree with that. But all right, all right, that's a wrap for <laughs> <laughs> that's a wrap for the podcast. Um, Wait, but had- how can they find you, Damon? Damon? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the easiest way to find me, you can find me on IG, uh, Damon P. Dillard. Um, I also have an academy. It's absolutely free. Come in, get some game, get some love. Uh, it's called the Elevated Income Academy. You can find it on Facebook. Uh, we giving the game, bro. Help you make you know, ten k, hundred k, thirty days. You know, whatever. We ain't even get a chance to talk about the sauce. Oh yeah. That, that, maybe another episode. Yeah. Imagine we get that next. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> next Wednesday. Go crazy. Nah. <laughs> Go crazy. Okay. Awesome. All right. Cool. Yeah, we can end off right here, bro. Yeah. So just like, comment, and subscribe, and definitely tap in with Damon. Like, just if you enjoyed this episode, go to his page and see what he has to offer. You can learn much, much more just by tapping in with him. But thank, thank you guys for viewing it. And yeah, it's a wrap. Yes, yes. Catch you guys on the next episode. This is Motion and Success. As you guys know, we always bring in those fire entrepreneurs, people that are thriving. Um, And listen, this is literally the cheat code to your success and also our success. So keep watching, keep keep staying tuned in, and we're going to see you guys on the next episode, y'all. So I'll see you guys soon. Peace.